Oh, gosh. All right. You want to talk into that and see how it looks? Yes. Yes. <coughs> How's that? <coughs> oh, rubble, rubble, rubble. good for you? Rubble, rubble, Yeah, it's great. Good sure. levels? Fine. On my gargles? Um, <laughs> gargle one. Gargle one, gargle two. One, two. Gargle one. Wretch three. I have always four. wanted to do like a bit, like a scene or if it's like a character mm-hmm. or something. Because I don't do characters or whatever, but it's the... Uh, It'd be the character is uh, the inappropriate mic checker. Uh huh. So you just walk and be like, "All right, uh, <laughs> check one two, uh, clit boner, <laughs> clit boner, shibboleth, shibboleth, <laughs> donkey's asshole, <laughs> donkey asshole, <laughs> cock sucker, <laughs> cock sucker." All right, we're good here. Check my two, check, check my two. My cocksucker was a little low, actually. Could you turn yeah. up the treble? Can I get more cocksucker in the in the monitors, please? Just using the words I'm going to use most in my set. Just want to make sure they come through. Faggot. <laughs> how are, Faggot. The, sorry, the how, T's are really cutting. Say, how the are the t's? consonants on this? I'm, I'm getting a little bit of like bite on the T's. Can, <laughs> we, like, can, we, get, can we do something about that? It's the most important word. Earlier... We were talking, and I don't even know how it came up, but we came up on the subject of <laughs> uh, trans tattoos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and here's yeah. the thing. I'm, I'm going to start with trans tattoos and then extend it out to be just gay tattoos in general. Yeah. But, like, I <laughs> look, I love my people, and you can do with your body whatever you want, but I never not once have seen like a trans tattoo and thought like oh that's cool yeah <laughs> it's just like oh why did you why i okay i guess but like i don't like them and don't think they're cute well i love the idea of someone like who to whom their pronouns are so important to them that they're getting like a they them across their heart or some shit and then five years we've all changed to a different single <laughs> gender neutral single pronoun <laughs> You're stuck it's with the really, old system. Yeah, they got to make it into a poem or something. Well, you never, you never heard this band? It's a great yeah, band. There's probably, probably will are and will be some they them bands anyway. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> just change it into your favorite NB <laughs> band. I just like I would never do that. And this is coming. And like, look, I know it's like cunty, but like that's what we're here to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> In a lot of ways, we're like. <laughs> Well, again, we're yeah, serving, do whatever you want to your body. You just yeah. might be fucking stupid. That's yeah. not our fault. And we don't hold it against you. Straight, you. gay, queer, trans. Anyone can do stupid shit to their body of various sorts. But getting like getting like the trans like gender symbol like tattooed on you. Like, what about like I, trans flags over both your nipples? That's kind of cool. That's even gayer. <laughs> that's even worse. It's kind of cute. I mean, like I've thought about getting like a trans tattoo, but then I'm like, I don't want them to be what able to identify be? me. What would like, you get? I'm, I've thought about getting a little gender symbol. I've like run through them all and like tried to like mentally justify them all. And I just can't get the closest thing I have to it is my riot girl stick and poke. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, but in my head, I'm also just, but I was even, yeah, I was even worried about that though. Cause like in my paranoid mind, you know, we are moving towards some sort of fascist future where like, if I have like a trans tattoo, it's like, that's an identifier and they can find me like, and they'll see that on my arm and like fucking come and get me. Cause I'm like one of the, you know, degenerates or whatever you want to call them that yeah. go, like, you know, in my head, it's harder to hide and I'm, I don't trust the future to get a trans tattoo. I also like, to be honest, I'm like, 
I get that that's like, you know, part of your identity and you want to permanently put that on your body, but like, aren't the permanent changes you're making to your body yeah, kind of an homage to that? I'm, I'm going beyond my transness to yeah. get the symbol of who I am tattooed on. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, you already just grew boobs. Yeah. <laughs> you grew that's, titties. That was the symbol. But the tattoo is really going to solidify it for yeah. you. Well, people just love identity, and so they just want to like show identity. You know, we're all just love self self expression so much, and I get that. But it's like, is that like the biggest part of you? Like all the self expression that I would want to do in ink just has to do with more of like spiritual like lessons and stuff. But that's just my gay shit. I guess some people are gay for trans shit. Some people are gay for spiritual shit. Yeah, except the end of the day, like we can all pretend like tattoos are like the coolest thing ever, but they're really fucking gay. Like, you'd be like, oh, what gay shit did you get put on your yeah, body permanently? Yeah, they're inherently gay. Because, like, gay, what we really mean by it a lot of times is earnest. And so it's, like, the most earnest fucking thing that you could do. Except some people will just, like, get them when they're drunk or fucked up. So I guess that's not very earnest. No, that's just... pretty gay, too. It's like, you fucking fag. You got a <laughs> tattoo and you're blackout drunk <laughs> of the rainbow flag. Oh, Yeah, that's what your fucking gay ass unconscious did. <laughs> Those lines aren't straight, dude. I'm looking at, is the flag waving? <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, we're just here to keep honest you know be honest like get a tattoo i have several of them but knowing deep down that they're all super fucking gay <laughs> yeah well anyway if you have a trans or gay tattoo that you want us to make fun of on the podcast do <laughs> send us a description and or picture yeah Thank we'll you. roast your bad tattoos or your, your good tattoos. tattoos yeah or we'll tell you if they look hot, quite frankly. So you can get sexy ass fucking trans tattoos. But they're still gay. They're still gay, <laughs> but you don't you don't have to be all like, I don't know. But this just kinda of feels like when you're twenty and you're coming out as gay, you're thirteen, whatever it is now, you know, then all of a sudden you're wearing all this rainbow shit. And then after a couple of years, you know, you kinda of settle down most of us. Some people Some keep people on some going. of us develop good. And taste. thank you. You're so cute, the forty five year old women who are still you know, that's adorable. Um God love you. But, you know, most of us <laughs> move on. Um, so if you get a tattoo in that gay phase where you just went gay, you just went trans, whatever, and you're like, oh, let me... And then it's just like, uh, eh, wait, wait, wait a minute and see if you just, you know, a bracelet will do. <laughs> Save some room on your body for some fucking cooler shit. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. How do we put it earlier? We were like, we were talking and ranting to each other about our own podcast. <laughs> but uh, we're here to serve the queer community by like... Roasting them? Yeah, I guess. Was that what we said? Or you said? Yeah, I we said a number of things. <laughs> well, we have to roast the queers. I mean, someone has to, and it should be us. It should be queers. Oh, yeah. We're not going to let straight people roast us. Let, well, they they are sometimes. I know, but I'm not, not letting them. I'm not yeah. endorsing them. Most of but it's, I like having, hearing somebody that I, 
who I trust and respect make fun of things I enjoy. Right. Like that was one of my favorite things about George Carlin is that he Mm -hmm. made fun of shit that I actually enjoyed. Like when he like shits on Steely Dan, it's like, you're absolutely right about everything you say. And I love Steely Dan. I hate that. I I hate that. I hate what you're saying right now. You know, it's like this fucking soft, dad rock this pussy rock and i'm just like that is what yeah, it is like that's like exactly mm-hmm. what it is but i fucking soft dad mm, pussy is soft exactly dad pussy yeah, mm. soft dad pussy we just add rock to it what's wrong with that i love that's like <laughs> that's like trans dad rock uh-huh. soft, soft dad, dad pussy, pussy. Soft dad pussy rock. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, but I like shitting on things uh, that I care yeah, about, it's right? Fun. We have to be the ones to check ourselves. You ever watch a roast that. show? I mean, it doesn't matter who Nikki Glaser is making fun of. I do want to watch her make fun of people. Yeah, you know. And y'all's trans. And everyone's roastable. <laughs> everyone's roastable. We're roastable. Everyone's yeah. Everyone's full of shit and doing stupid shit all the time. Doesn't matter if you're gay, or straight, or trans or whatever. No. Oh, here's the thing we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. We got nominated for the best yeah. local podcast in the Austin Chronicles Best of Austin Awards. Yes. Like two years in a row. This is our second year. Yeah, help us win this year. So fucking, you just go to the Austin Chronicles Facebook, or fuck, God, I'm high. To the, <laughs> <laughs> vote for us. Just um, Google Austin Chronicles. Yeah, ballot. go to their website page, and there's like a link on there where you can vote for the Best of Austin like people. And you don't have to fill out the whole form like every category you just have to vote for us you have to scroll down to the politics and media section and we're under best local podcast what losers did we get beat by last year did we ever even two guys on your head two guys on your head yeah it's this npr podcast it was like each episode was seven minutes long with commercial on either end the content was like what did you guys not just get like a freshman year psychology level uh, whatever read a book instead of reading yeah. that podcast garbage anyway we're not even competing against them this year this year we're up against the night owl podcast which focuses on uh ghost, ghost stories story in austin texas that tells you everything you need to know i swear <laughs> to god if anyone hears them on this podcast and then get like goes and checks them out i will ugh, it's just that's gonna haunt me i cannot <laughs> i cannot believe oh my god <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I cannot believe anyone is listening to ghost stories in 2019 when there are pedophiles like, being murdered. And I mean, what? It's listen like a, to the news, people. Ghost stories. It's like a more white bread version of you know murder podcasts. It's like I don't want to hear about right. the murders, but I want to hear about the people who have been murdered or something potentially being around. Nonsense, a waste of time. You people read <laughs> know, a children's dude. book. And like I was reading the descriptions of the episodes. I haven't actually listened, but like, and it was like in this episode, so and so goes to this place to investigate like stories of like you know shit, fucking weird shit happening. And I'm like. Ah, so like this dude believes that he can go check out and see if there are ghosts. I mean, at least I'm assuming. Otherwise, I would. It would actually be pretty interesting if he just didn't believe in ghosts at all. Yeah, that would be more interesting. Maybe to there's me. something really redeeming, and we don't realize that it's actually on high because we're not going to listen to this garbage. If the, uh, they're leading with it's a ghost story podcast, I'm not going to check it out. But someone, if anyone has ever listened, please don't go and listen. But if anyone <laughs> has ever listened, and there is a redeeming quality to it do let me know but i just assume it's like if you're listening to that's what you're doing while you're doing the dishes is you're listening to a ghost story you may as well be watching the bachelorette uh, yeah. you know i mean what are we doing with our time people and then the other one is called the rabbler which is like a progressive texas the rabble po- the rabble well the rabbler yeah, yeah yeah it's probably the rabbler <laughs> i don't know is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely the rabbler <laughs> yeah look up the look that one up um it's a Texas politics, or I don't know if it's all about, I think it's just Texas politics, right? Yeah. And 
it's like prog- some progressive women that run it. So like, here's the thing. I'm sure it's a great podcast. I met some guy who was a guest on there and I tried to listen to it once, but it's one of those where there's like four people and you can't listen to a four person at a time podcast. So they mean well, God bless them. Good luck. Yeah, see, I hope, you know, some people vote right, but they fall into that category when we, people ask us like so why are you doing gender fluids and we're like look there are a lot of like on the up and up well-meaning trying to help and educate people on after the conversation <laughs> podcast and like uh-huh. we're glad that those are out there mm-hmm. because people need that a like, handful of people will listen to that boring stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just trying to do the opposite yeah. of that right <laughs> and like i'm that get the vibe that that's what they're doing is they're doing like a, we're talking about politics but yeah. we're kind of having a fun bantery aspect to like our political <laughs> discussions and i'm like tight i'm sure that makes a lot of people happy on their commutes. However, uh, yeah. if you want to hear about the pedophiles <laughs> being murdered and their private islands and the Catholic hanky cove where they coordinate colors, yeah, robes um, to I don't think we really. I think they have an agenda. Um, I think that like there's like a, we're educating people and having the, we're having good conversations and we're like. We're, it's important that we just have these conversations <laughs> publicly for whatever chaotic, good, essentially way we've decided yeah. that it is. Um, chaotic know, good is definitely the vibe of this podcast. I think I we think. both think that we're chaotic good and that the other bit person might be a little chaotic evil, but that it balances out within <laughs> the system of gender fluids. Oh, the brownies. We sit here calling people <laughs> fucking gay for like 15 minutes, and it's like, doo-doo. oh, the brownies. <laughs> when, when really, we are the gayest ones. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You know, like, people are always like, we, we sit we here and we call people gay all day, and like... But if and it sounds pejorative, but at the end of the day, I fucking love being gay right. and fucking love gay like, things. So it's like, look, we're gonna call it like we see it. Like it's that's some like gay ass shit. But yeah. like tight, much being love. Fucking, I'm yeah, fucking gay love. all the time. Yeah. Hey, I'm a faggot too. You faggot. <laughs> we're all faggots. <laughs> <laughs> so vote for Ginger. <laughs> Uh, we did make that one promotional thing that sent to Ariel that was like, vote for faggots, vote for freaks, vote for fetishes. I was fetishes. like, don't put faggots on Facebook, Ava. Fine. <laughs> that is an end podcast word. <sighs> oh, man. I'm high shit I don't know. Now. We're changing the culture, but like everyone agrees in certain spaces on a lot of stuff, but on like Facebook and on the news, they still Ooh. are presenting a certain reality. <coughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Woo, that was a big one. I'm probably high. Um, hmm. oh, oh, man. Okay, well, yes, I do think that what we're doing is good and productive. I think because we're having honest conversations about real questions and um, thoughts that people have that they don't get to talk about out loud very much at all. And so we're trying to have those conversations. Because, I mean, we don't even get to have those conversations out loud with that many people. Yeah. This thoroughly. Like, that's the reason we, like, started it is because we were just talking about shit like this by ourselves. Yeah. And then we're just like, God damn it. People like- should be hearing these conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people Edited. need this shit. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. It's weird. Can I give, like, well, real quick. So this has been happening a lot recently where we're having people reach out and like ask like hey like i'm trying to start a podcast and i'm wondering like what y'all kind of did to like make gender fluids grow as quickly as it has 
And that's like a really funny question because it's like we didn't really do anything specific, right? Mm -hmm. Like we did, there wasn't some formula we followed. What we, I think in large part, the reason we've grown the way we have is because we sit and we have these conversations that you can't really hear anywhere else. Right. Like you really can't hear kind People of just, but just queer to... voices that like you, at least I feel like you, we have a sense that like, you can trust us that there's not like a legitimate ill will behind it unless we're talking about like maybe murder the pedophilic rich. <laughs> I mean, we're not telling you to do that, but like, the if, rich but if you know you're going to shoot somebody, have a, have some taste. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> as Bill Hicks once said, <laughs> but like, you can't hear queer people talk about this and about murdering the rich. Yeah, and about you just can't like hear that. queer people talk about murdering the rich enough. And like, I don't know. I think that's why it's grown the way it is because you want to have your head feel a certain way and hear a certain type of conversation. And like, usually that conversation has a pretty intense agenda behind it. But here our only agenda is like, hey man, like let's all just be a little bit more chill. Yeah, we're just gonna try to be funny about. But I mean, also express real things because the other thing is I'm not really attached to like any of my opinions ever. I've always been very strongly opinionated, but I also know that my opinions change constantly. At any moment, you give me a good argument, and I will just immediately change my opinion. And so um, I just don't really have like I'm very opinion fluid. Okay, (laughs) and so I try to open myself up to all kinds of. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, opinion fluid. Mm. Um. And so, (laughs) yeah, I just, I try to open myself up to all kinds of sources of things, but I also just have this brain that, you know, was raised Mormon, but then was gay and like have all my gender shit. And so I always just like to like float back and forth, especially in in discovering standup and George Carlin and everything. Like all I care about is like having my mind changed. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. I just like having my thoughts provoked and changing my, so like getting to just bring to the table also the arguments that people are having in their head that I know, I know if I have thoughts if there are thoughts in my head that other people are having them too. So then to get to say them out loud and then have you like, and I discuss them back and forth. It's just like this fun thing. And again, I'm never, I hope people understand. I'm, I'm really almost never attached to any of these things. I mean, it's just fun, <laughs> just intellectually fun to discuss them and then have my little identities and opinions. And then, you know, so, yeah. but I feel like it must be cathartic for people. And I, I like feel honored to get to like, uh, live that vicariously for anybody who gets to. That's just like the my dream come true. I don't know. I mean, I mean, like even though I have to like sit and edit it, I still listen to the episode each week when it comes out just to make sure, like on iTunes or whatever, it sounds fine. But like, I still laugh at it. Like when I hear yeah. it in its totality, like it's just like sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> God damn, man, that's fucking good. Like that was so. Uh. But I know. And also most of the time, I don't know, we're having this like weird moment where we're super high. We're always super high, but, and we're like talking to the listeners a little bit right now. We usually are just like talking to each other. And I think that's the thing that we need to like always be doing. I think cause I, I lose any consciousness that I'm ever like being overheard by anybody else. Really. Yeah. That's really key to it though. Right. It's like, I can't think you about can't it. Think about that. So that's why like, there's just no reality to me when people say that they listen to it to like what that means to them is because I just kind of think I have to block it out because if we're just going to talk, we, I can't think like we're speaking <laughs> yeah. straight to you. Yeah. So this whole like recording session, I've just been like, this is no good. Cause like right now I'm like self-conscious of the listener being like, 
you know. Yeah, but I think oh, it's hey. the perfect ad for like, hey, please vote for <laughs> please us. It's like, here's how us. this works. Now that we're like aware, high and aware that we're talking to you and we're talking about we're talking to you, it's getting real I awkward. I fucking sincerely <laughs> love the idea of like getting to help people work through like difficult thoughts and fears and feelings and you yeah. know, anxieties around these things and Is that what you get out of this? Is that kind of like your main motivator? I I mean, I, I don't know if... You know, I'm always such a jack of all trades that even my motivations are spread across things. But like, I mean, first of all, it's just the most I laugh at throughout the week most of the time. You yeah. know, just doing this podcast. And then again, yeah, listening back to it. I often am laughing out loud, especially like listening to it with the girl. And then we're like, and if she's laughing, you know, like, because I, I, you know, just... Um, so that, sorry, I was going to go off on a whole thing about how much I love the girl. Listening, um, to, uh, with her to the cannibal part the other day, oh, man. I, immediately, I immediately went like after we recorded it and like described it to her. Um, I was hey, like, babe, by the way, just real I cried. quick, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> In a few days, you're gonna hear. <laughs> so then, but of course, like listening back, it was way more than what I had warned. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, what am I saying? So yeah, that. But like, yeah, the idea of like, because I, I, I do feel a sense of that. I know when I have a thought or kind of an opinion bubble up within me. Yeah. Like a lot of times I just kind of hold those and look at them because I know that if I have it, you know, I might like not intellectually agree with a feeling that I'm having, for instance. You might have like a racist feeling, but intellectually you disagree with it. But you're like, I know that if I have that feeling, then other people have that feeling because I was raised in this culture, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. And so like there might be homophobic, especially transphobic, sex negative, et cetera, feelings like that, that like I get to kind of like put up there and then we can talk about that, you know? Yeah. That's cool. It's wonderful. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just like, I, I I don't do it as much. So there's like, you know, help to help people work through anything. For me, it's more about the fact that like, I just like the fact that, that that weirdness exists out there, like the weird things that we talk about and mm-hmm. the kind of like <clears throat> general kind of irreverence that the show holds a lot of times mm-hmm. for some things, like treats things like respectfully, but they're in irreverence for everything at the same time. I don't know how that's possible, but yeah. we do it, I think. <laughs> yeah. I just like that that exists because like for me growing up being queer, I was always searching for things like that, things that were kind of like, being distasteful but that weren't like being mean yeah. right so like john waters was a big thing for me right like growing up and i discovered him and his early movies because they're just like they're really irreverent and distasteful and fucked up but they're not like mean and shitting on people and coming from a place of like pejorativeness yeah. or, or like power right mm-hmm. and uh and I, I don't know i like the fact that we just create that and that that kind of queer I hate this word content, but that kind of stuff is out there for people to find. Cause like, I don't yeah. know, that would have made, that's really kind of what I like about it. I think I like the conversations we have. Sure. But I just like the weirdness and like the uncouth kind of, it's yeah, it's very uncouth. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like, I just know I don't want my mom to listen, but I don't even really think about like, 
<laughs> what kinds of fucking shit? I mean, oh, dude, the shit we say I sometimes. I listen back to him like, sheesh. But it is. That's the thing. You we we pretend you don't exist and then just sit ex- down and know. just like get stoned and talk. Yeah. Well, and I do think that we make queers look cooler. I think um, we need. <laughs> I, I think so. queers need some help sometimes, and so we're trying to do our part on that. Uh, well, it comes naturally to us, but you know. Um. Yeah, I feel like there was one more thing I was going to say based on what you were saying. There's so many reasons why I love this podcast. <laughs> um, it's great, and there's so much I could want to talk about, but I couldn't really talk about it on stage. Like it's too, or you know, where I might not get around to it. It's not. You, well, it's not. There's stuff that's not like meant for the stage, and it's not meant for a bunch of straight. You know, like if you listen to Gender Fluids, you might not be queer in your mind. You are, but you might <laughs> you might you not identify as like a lesbian or a trans person or whatever. You might think of yourself as like a straight dude or whatever. Um, but. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. And that's gender elements <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, God. Oh, here's a weird question. Uh-huh. Okay, so if it was like the apocalypse, like is there, and you know, there's a, hundreds of different ways the apocalypse like could happen. Is there any sort of like situation you can see where you wouldn't just kill yourself to get out of it? Because like for me, after a certain point, I'm just like, oh, I'm not gonna like fight in a water war and like suck dick for water, you know? Like I'm, I'm just going to bow out. Right. Hmm. Is there any, cause, and then I started thinking about it and it's like, I think in most situations, like once it got so bad, I'd be like, yeah, fuck this. And just like kill myself. Okay. I, can you see like a situation <laughs> in which, cause also I was just thinking like, you know, like I could like probably like suck dick for like survival for a while, but I don't know how long I could keep that going. I think at a certain point, sexual favors are going to be valueless. To a certain degree, and it's just like, nah, survival is more important. Like, yeah, there's no amount true. of Once like that's... sexual favors you could do to like yeah. get anything from that's me. That's a sad world. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happens in the apocalypse. Yeah. You know? Okay. So it it's very hard for me to imagine killing myself. Um, I really? have. Yeah, I mean, and (laughs) damn. Well, I mean, and we could blame that on like Mormonism and stuff like that. I'm sure that's somewhat true, but I think it's also like, well, my life has always been, you know, not. I've never experienced anything nearly bad enough for me to like understand what it would feel like to really. I mean, when I was, uh, you know, in that kind of early adolescent age, I certainly was very. I was not happy at all. I was living, a, I was miserable in a lot of ways, but I think the Mormon, I, like I just knew I could never kill myself. So it just never really, like really Damn. felt like an option because of the Mormonism. I just knew my eternity would be fucked. So I just had this block in my brain <laughs> where I was like, I wanted to, and I, I fantasized about leaving the note to my mom. Like I wanted her to read that. That's whatever. But like, um, but I just knew I couldn't. So I just took that off the table for myself. And so because of that, it's just like so hard for me. Like I just really love life too. I don't know. Well, I really love life, but in that situation, I don't know. I've 
I've definitely been suicidal several several times, and so it's like that ability to imagine it isn't like that hard for me. It's yeah. just like in that sort of situation, it it feels kind of like a relief in an odd way that like I'm very comfortable with the idea of killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even like, when we were talking about the cannibalism and jumping off the cliff, I still see myself going no. I just yeah, man. I mean, I'm like. it's like honestly for several years like in my head i was like i think i'll be successful if i make it past the age of 35 without killing myself (laughs) like that was like that was like why do all my loved ones want to kill no i don't feel that way anymore i mean okay there is a hint of it in the back of my mind where i'm like (laughs) i could just like go left one day and it would be terrible but i i really don't think that'll ever happen right i think i'm well past that point in my life because my life is amazing now and i'm very much in love with it, you know, but there, I've, yeah. And so that was like a thing I thought for a long time where I was like, I'm doing good now, but boy, long, long road. I have to do this forever. (laughs) (laughs) I have to maintain this. this. It gets better campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kill yourselves now, kids. Yeah. You only have to make sure you don't kill yourself for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Or do it just later. It's okay. It doesn't sound tiring at all. It's not as bad to kill yourself when you're like 67 as it is when you're 23. So I know, but, you can th- at least, but so, every day you make it better. But so when I was thinking about like this apocalypse situation, yeah. I was like, I could probably get by on sexual favors oh, and my own skills for a while. And the sexual favors would probably be kind of fun for a minute. It's like, you know, tight, tight, tight. But <laughs> like, okay, like we're just role playing Mad Max now, but it's real and you're just going to fuck the shit out of me. Like, I think I can you know, mentally justify this to where I avoid yeah. most of the PTSD later. If my but then like after a certain point, I'm like, dude, sex loses value. I don't want to survive that bad. Yeah. I don't want to struggle to live that bad. Like, um, but alternately like that lifestyle probably involves all kinds of like crazy adrenaline and endorphins and like weird drug trippy ask, like feats of stuff. Like, you know, we never get to like be in war or do like crazy shit like you might just be like well fuck it let's just fucking yeah. fire it out and don't and i don't know it's good it just, could change rush. me my a primal yeah, thing inside you. me can unlock if, and if i'm adaptive enough that i could learn to want to kill myself i might be adaptive enough to also just be like or we're doing this and then i'm sure i mean i'm clumsy i'll get shot in the back or something i won't be that long anyway <laughs> I, or, yeah probably with an arrow i bleed to death slowly but i'll probably wind up being like oh, fuck this is so painful it's awesome you know i don't know yeah. It's just like attitudes of choice. That's <laughs> 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 what you have to tell yourself. Ab- and just, embrace the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Em- I mean, isn't that what we all have to do? Everyone is having kids too. It's like, everyone's like, yeah, it might be the apocalypse. They say that all the time and it, maybe it is like good. Let them have that adventure. We all feel like we want that anyway. We're all playing our little apocalypse video games and watching those movies and fantasizing about shooting each other for real with all these guns. So, I mean, we all clearly kind of want the apocalypse to happen. So, you know everyone's just a little bit apocalypse thirsty they are yeah i mean especially people who are unhappy but have uh. a lot of guns <laughs> just a growing number of americans <laughs> dude you just know that's the thing is like <laughs> when the shit goes down <laughs> it's gonna be fucking wild oh Dude, because there is no oh, okay. the American economy Ponzi scheme ever falls apart. <laughs> oh, it's which get, is probably the global financial meltdown that happens when everyone realizes we're all full of shit. 
Ugh. Yeah. I'm so, I don't know if I've talked about it. This on here, but it's one of the funniest Facebook groups I'm part of. It's so boring and nothing happens. I thought it was going to be great, but the idea of it just tickles me. Uh-huh. It's a trans and queer preppers group. Sweet. <laughs> so it's a bunch Getting of tra- the poppers in the basement. <laughs> 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 Gotta have extra dildos in my bug out bag. <laughs> Guys, five minute reaction time. Okay, stocking up trans tape. <laughs> How am I going to bind in the apocalypse? <laughs> Binding the apocalypse scenes being passed around. <laughs> Girls, <laughs> learn how to keep your tuck going. You will get murdered faster if you have That's a tick, true. titties, and a visible dick. <laughs> oh. Do you think trans people would be a hot commodity in saying, the maybe. apocalypse? Yeah. Maybe just or do you efficient. just think anything with a whole hot commodity in the apocalypse for a while before you just can't afford like the yeah, food? Yeah, right? it all you just, just depends on how it. this goes down. <laughs> <laughs> like how long after like shit gets bad do you think like sex loses its value? I, it could also be that as soon as shit gets real and it's really like survival, no one gives a shit about anybody's gender or sexuality anymore. And it's, you know what I mean? We all get very That's progressive. That's what really takes it to become like yeah. truly free love. We're, yeah, we're, we're all, free love we're all just trying to survive. Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it gets super tribal. It's just. <laughs> the transes are all like. <laughs> Oh shit, we're gonna die fast. (laughs) We're so fucked. (laughs) Or I don't know, can we all just like go to an island somewhere by ourselves and like live? Yeah, let's find one of the pedophile islands and kick them off. Reproduction's (laughs) gonna be hard though. (laughs) No. We just force the kids of the trans people to like give us their cum, so they're like preteen or their teen cum that we oh can God. keep cum stored, <laughs> so we can like people who still have good eggs and want to have babies and are trans can like have like little babies. What There's if we develop a whole like trans intersex species? Like the genderness totally. is so wild that Ooh, like, we become like one of those evolve, islands like, that where we have bright colored fish and, and yeah, elephant and we and have just like like a new like humans. species of like intersex human where everybody. Mm-hmm has both sets of genitals mm-hmm. tight Dude, let's just go make a trans if you're like super transy in your heart come to the island none of you fakers <laughs> we're looking for genetic transiness <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> yeah, a test. You identify publicly or what you call yourself you know <laughs> kind of like midi-chlorians we can tell <laughs> yeah actually have a little meter uh, thing we'll <laughs> uh, got a good one <laughs> put him on the boat <laughs> yeah we want to breed the trans into a super trans species but we want to be clear just because we're on an island no pedophiles no we're kicking the pedophile we're going to take one of their There's islands a big sign that says no pedophiles <laughs> no those are the ones that have all the pedophiles <laughs> that's how you know a pedophile island <laughs> uh, pedophile, pedophile is illegal here <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> According to section 1.0 <laughs> No we wrote it into our law That's right Only law we thought was <laughs> needed Sovereign No island. pedophilia <laughs> Now we gotta find one of the few Non-pedophile islands or kick them off Or something you know maybe we can uh, Um Yeah no they're The government's still I think protecting them They only clean up One every 30 years Man, I hope the future leads to like, you know, a more 
androgynous, ambiguous free loveness mm-hmm. and the apocalypse, the inevitable apocalypse, right? We're not moving towards it very quickly. We'll see so. what happens. Maybe we can stave off the apocalypse just long enough, at least for my life. Or until I'm old. You know, if we can get yeah. 30 more years, that'd be cool. Something like that. Guys, just <laughs> be <laughs> just kind, work years. hard, read some books, get some exercise. <laughs> That's the thing meditate. is I do feel like happy at my age because of how I think the future's like <laughs> moving. <laughs> like I think we're getting the last few good years right? of the planet before <laughs> shit gets really fucking eerie. Yeah, the human species has been a nightmare forever. We finally, in the past couple of decades, got into like an except a sort of like decent ish place in some of our cultures. And now it just might be just going over the edge and <laughs> down into the oblivion. I'm just trying to have fun while I well, can. Let's have Let fun. me tell you. And maybe it'll be fine. <laughs> There's always been doomsdayers. Maybe it'll be fine. Try your best, but maybe it'll be fine. Hey y'all, we still need more reviews. It's a nice thing that you could do for us. That doesn't take very long. Just say whatever's on your mind. Uh, here's one from username Purple. It's called Thanks Homos. It says, this is the faggiest podcast of all time, and now I'll never be able to stop thinking about human decanting. Cool. Five stars. I think he likes us. Or she, they. It. And honestly, that's my favorite review we've ever gotten. See, it's so easy. Oh, here's the thing. Trans girls, or young trans girls, who think you need to use tape, don't. For tucking? Yeah, don't tape your oh, dick, man. That. that is some harsh shit. You can like, you can easily keep your dick tucked with like a solid tight like pair cable? of cotton panties from Hanes from like Target and just like your dick like pulled back between your asshole, right? Uh-huh. You don't need to tape your dick back. I, I tried that for a while and it's one, it's painful and two, it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Also, I just like... I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I've just gotten to know more trans girls Mm -hmm. and I am astonished and just like so jealous of the number of them that don't tuck their dicks Hmm. that just like leave it kind of just like cutely like tucked up front in like a pair of underwear. Right. I mean, I don't feel like I ever like look at people's dick areas. I know, but it's like for me, it's like I can't wear the jeans I want at the tightness level without it being tucked. Right. Yeah. So it depends on what you wear and stuff. Like Yeah, you definitely have to like wear it. But it's just like, it's so, one, I think like that's so sexy. Mm-hmm. Like I think like trans girls walking around with their like cute little dicks, like <laughs> just like not tucked, like in like some cute underwear. Like that's like the cutest, sexiest thing to me, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like, like the fucking confidence, man, that to do that is like astounding, right? And like mm-hmm. also the casual comfort of it like the cool yeah. comfort like it's look like, of it maybe it's time for you to go braless you know i know but here's the thing is like i like the Sometimes. shorts i'm in now like if i like didn't have my dick tucked it'd be like holy shit there's right. her dick right. is her dick about to fall out of the sh- like right right i just don't because like but are there some outfits where you could <laughs> Yeah, like when I wear dresses, uh-huh. I'll like not do it to a degree, but sometimes the dresses are flowy enough and I, like my dick is just big enough that like I can't just let it rest up front casually mm-hmm. a lot of times, like without it sticking out. Mm-hmm. She likes to, <laughs> she has, she, she, she's just, she's present, you know, she's ever present. Um, <laughs> and 
like I one day at work, I was like walking into work and I didn't have my dick tucked. But I was wearing this like flowy linen dress, the one I was actually afraid I was gonna shit myself in. Yeah. And like the wind like was blowing back on me. I was like, looked down, I was like, oh, hey, hey there, dick. I wish I could be a trans girl that didn't tuck my dick as much. But yeah. I just don't have the confidence. It was also such a big thing for me when I figured it out. Hmm. Like, and I, like, first found, like, the YouTube videos and, like, uh, you know, saw how to, like, push your balls inside you and, like, pull your dick back. And, mm-hmm. like, when I remember, I remember the first time I ever did it and, like, got it to work. I, like, it was, like, this, like, huge feeling of, like, elation, right? And in my head, I was, like, this, I'm, I'm going to, like, learn to do this and, like, make, make it to where I can do this every day. Like, this is the best thing ever. And like now it's like weird. It's like unless I'm wearing really loose pants, I I can't, I've, it feels weird for me not to have my dick tucked, right? Like to walk if I walk around with like just kind of like jeans on, it, it doesn't feel right. Dresses are okay because it can like really flop out front and like be loose, but I can't do not tucked dick and jeans. Yeah, I don't know. So it's odd for me. Like, and, but I think a lot of trans girls, especially like girls that like. I have started transitioning more recently or are like uh, just of like a more internet savvy like generation or like type of person, which I wasn't really mm-hmm. like they don't really talk because I think they've, there's like a enough like of a knowledge that that's not necessarily what you have to do and like the ways in which you can wear clothes without tucking and things. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just like, I just need to hide this shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about the guy in uh, at the Cloud Top Festival who um, afterwards I went to see his like farm that he just bought. And then uh, at the end of our interaction where we'd been talking about like like both of our conversations that we'd had at the festival and then at his place were like about just life in America and the universe and everything like that, you know, spiritual, political, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then right as I was leaving, he started saying, he was like, hey, you know, when I saw you do stand-up the other day, I didn't know if you were a man or a woman, but I still wanted to fuck you. <laughs> and then... And, right answer. <laughs> and then he was like, and then when we were talking at that after party, I was like, I still don't know whether that's a guy or girl. I still want to fuck her or him. And then he was like, uh, yeah, so... I, which is funny because also the stand-up he saw, I was like totally talking about gender the whole time. Yeah. And, but I realized and like I say sh- she, her and I talk about gender fluid and whatever. I was like, I guess I, you know, I never technically said I had a vagina <laughs> during that whole, but there's part of me that also wondered when people say that, if they're like trying to flatter me, like to be, or, you know, like trying to be like, I'm yeah. not just like a cis dude. I'm, I'm like, since it's like, I would want to fuck you if you were a dude, if you want to think of yourself as a dude, all, you know? Um, but then he was like, well, then that's I went, exactly how that comes off a lot of the time. Yeah. Cause I do get this sometimes. But then he said that he went to my YouTube and watched like um, a set that was me doing a bunch of period jokes. He's like, okay. <laughs> That's when he's like, ask her, unless she's just really good actor. That's what, you know. Ding, 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 ding. Um, and so, yeah. So, but he, you know, had mentioned that he and his wife were swingers and stuff. And then, <laughs> yeah. But then he just, you know, kept saying that he, he wanted to fuck me this way. And so, you know, I just said, oh, that's what I'm going for. You know, thank you so much. I kind of talked about androgyny for a second. But I had I already had to poop. And <laughs> the whole time I'd had to poop. And I was trying to do an in and out. with the, But it was a fun conversation. Don't get, you know, but I was like, I'm going to yeah. get home at 3 a.m., man. And so finally I'm like, okay, well, it's got to go. So then he's like, says all this, you know, 
<laughs> and I'm really, I, I am flattered. It really makes me feel great that like sometimes middle-aged men really might not know where you are, what I am. I, the yeah. idea that, and I think some of the real middle-aged white <laughs> men really don't. <laughs> Cause I said it too, at like this brewery show the other day, the best part was when there was two like dudes in camo hats. And I was like, clap if, as soon as I like clap, if you, aren't 100% sure what my genitals are. <laughs> and that was probably their favorite part of that. And I, yeah, I think they are so confused because they hear so much now and everyone's changing so much that I think now we are confusing them so much that I am more androgynous than I would have been. You know what I mean? Because of all the hormonal transitioning and everything everyone's doing, it's like yeah. helping me be more androgynous we're taking a bullet for you yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah because now that everyone's mixing everything up and they're getting everyone's getting kind of fuzzier you know now they're not so sure what i am <laughs> um but yeah so then but then the thing was with that guy like then i you know we went to like hug goodbye and then he did that thing where he went in for a kiss when i didn't go in for a kiss but then in, in my head i'm like well okay you know some culture although we're white but you know uh, and I don't I hate to use the word white, but you know, wheat people. Um, and, but I'm like, then he's hugging just a little too much, a little too long. And I'm kind of like, you know what? You're a tall man. I'm a mile away from the nearest human being as the crow flies in your place that I've driven to, um, uh, back up a little bit, you know, yeah. about, and then he walks me to my car. And so then I, I felt like I wanted to be like in control of the situation. That's kind of my psychology I was having. And so I was like, I, let me go hug him again goodbye now that it's awkward he's he's walked me out here oh, oh so i'm like oh one more hug goodbye um and then he go, he as we're hugging he goes oh i'd like that <laughs> and like hugs me Ugh. a little longer <laughs> and i'm like Ew, there. and then he texts that. me like like tell me text me when you get or message me when you get home you know like at 3 a.m and i'm no thank but, you um but okay but here's the real what my reality too okay so i'm realizing one i think he it would be ideal if he realize if he would realize that he is a tall, you know, like a larger man with me at his place in the middle of nowhere and maybe to, to ease up on a lot of what he did. But I also think like I, you know, when people kind of are coming on to me in that way where I am truly flattered, but not interested, I never really say, Hey, I'm not interested. And I think that's one of those things that like I need to learn to do better is to say, like if I had just said to him in that moment, Hey, that's really flattering to me. I don't think I have, you know, a sexual interest in you, but I'd love to be friends. I think, right? Like if I say that, then he gets to have that communicated. Cause if I'm kind of just like, Hey, that's what I'm going for. Thanks so much. And then I kind of, am just like, okay, hug. Then he's going to hope for whatever and try for whatever. And I wish he wouldn't, but I haven't clearly communicated. And I, you know what I mean? Like it's just this, and, and not that he, he, I think kind yeah, of is in the wrong, the but it's, it's more about like, what can I do? Because he also, now I'm leaving this. Now I either have to send him a long message or I have to leave that. And, and, and no, I didn't want, no, I mean, if I want him to like know that that upset me a little bit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I kind of want to communicate to them, but I didn't want to do it right then because I had to poop and I wanted to go. <laughs> I was getting home at 3am, you know? And, and I also didn't want that confrontation, you know? And I also didn't know what I was even thinking or feeling at the time. I had to just, you know, I'm like, yeah. it's just uncomfortable. And I'm just saying all this to illustrate like the complicated like dynamics that are going on, I think in everybody's heads when these things are going on, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, one, like I think 
you're 100 percent right i think a lot of like women like aren't socialized to be able to like articulate yeah. their disinterest Boundaries in anything right disinterest. and then too like even though like you you could like you know work on like doing that it's still just like not your job to have to do that to like mitigate that situation no, right I'm just like, so what like could i have done better because i still f- do feel like i would like to communicate to this man you <laughs> no, know it mean know. it'd be like a good skill to have but the reality of the situation is is like you shouldn't just like go in for a fucking like cheat kiss or any sort of kiss, right? right? Well, so Without, that's the like, other reason to bring this up. Please, people, don't go in for a cheat kiss when someone else is going in for a hug. Visibly, they're going in for a hug. If you sneak that cheat kiss in there, you have to really be conscious. Like of, you've like, never met the person before. Like I don't know. I feel like you should just ask. Like, can I kiss your cheat? Just yeah. Like, yeah, something like that. If it's your cousin or something, like, you know do what you I mean. Do you do cheat kisses? Yeah, like, something like that. But but all but it's also context dependent. Are you two women who are meeting at church versus are you, you a, a large dude. man who has just said, yeah. "I would like to fuck you, man or woman," five times to someone when you have them a mile away from the nearest human being as the crow flies? That is not a good time. No. to take liberties with how much you're holding, touching, squeezing, or kissing someone like that because I am, and then I. Am, you know, socialize a certain way. And so now I'm trying to be really conscious of it because I really want the next time something like this happens because like the, the night before something had happened that was boundary pushing for me. And then the next night I had a dream where I actually set boundaries with a man. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I really want to set boundaries. So this is twofold to say one to women, you know, or whoever, you know, maybe that's a way to set a boundary. Cause I know it's hard to think of what to say in that moment of like, you know, because I don't want, I also don't want to be mean. I also like just enjoyed having this conversation with this man. I had enjoyed the conversation the previous night, you know, and I, and I also don't begrudge him that he is attracted to me. It's not, that's not what's upsetting. What's upsetting is the, uh, physical aggressiveness, you know, not to mention the, the verbal aggressiveness. It's a little too much really for yeah. my taste. Um, also, it's like if you've said to, to someone that you want to fuck them, boy or girl, you don't really need to say it that many more times. Yeah, the I, message I get is pretty it. fucking clear. And you, and you have a penis and I have a vagina. I, yeah, you, <clears throat> I get it. Um, so just all of that, just social tips for men <laughs> um, and women. Like, you know, I think there's something that everyone can learn from that story. So before we record the fetish of the week, also, we've already talked about ourselves a lot in this episode, but here's another thing about us is we have a live show coming up this Saturday. So this episode's out on Wednesday. On Saturday, the 28th, uh, we're doing a Gender Fluids Live at the Altercation Comedy Festival, which it takes place at Kick Butt Coffee. Uh, We go on at 145, but you should show up before that because the McEwens, uh, a wonderful, God-fearing comedy duo, Mm -hmm. goes up before us, and they are fucking hilarious. They are so funny. Um, And so, yeah, I I think that starts at like 11.45 or is when door, or 11 is when doors open, and there's a taco bar and shit like that. Yeah. It's going to be fun, but definitely come out for the live gender fluids. Um, Mm -hmm. There are tickets at the door if you want to be able to get in. Uh, That's not a problem. I don't know how much it costs, but like... Fuck it's it. probably reasonable. Yeah, it's not going to be more than like 10 bucks, probably. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think. Yeah. But yeah, we got some fun shit planned. So come out to Altercation this Saturday at 145. Kick put coffee. Yay. Sweet. Um, fetish. All right. So what about a fetish for if you were into like watching or thinking about your parents having sex? 
Whoa. Okay, because like you know okay. Doug Mellard, that the comic. Yeah. Um, he has this joke, has this bit about how he's like, I don't want to think about my ha- my parents having sex, and he's like, I don't want to think about my dad just hitting my mom from behind, <laughs> just to start. and he goes through like five, six iterations of like, I don't want to think about my mom riding on top of my dad, calling out, oh, but you know what? And it just causes you to like use your mirror neurons, put your parents in your mind. You can't not think about your parents fucking each other. However, he describes it. Um, so that was just a fun bit, but it just, yeah. So I was yeah. thinking, what if you were actually like into, into it? Yeah. That, that, yeah, because that's a weird kind of incest because you're not directly involved. Uh-huh. You're like, no, no, no. I don't want my parents to I fuck wanna, me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just really into my parents fucking. There's got to be people because we're always, there's always people who are into some of these like really upsetting things, the things that would normally upset us being called, yeah. having told you have a small dick or a bad in bed or all, all those things. These like, yeah, poop in your mouth, the things that should be bad. Someone's thing, always into. It feels better to me than like, like somehow less taboo than like wanting your parents to fuck you. Sure. Like one just getting off to your parents fucking doesn't seem as like I don't know like yeah. off for some reason. Well, there's not like the g- I, genetic incest taboo for one. Yeah, but like I mean, I think that's a super fun kind of fine fetish. Yeah. Like if you Can you imagine being those parents if you find out that your kid's into you fucking? Like you find a little <laughs> hole like cut into like the floor yeah. in the second story so they can like peer down like through the house as they're fucking. I think there'd be a fun voyeuristic aspect to it, right? As a kid, like you'd have yeah. to do it surreptitiously unless mom and dad are just into just it. You know? Universal, uh, Unitarian Universalist. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's probably a lot of fucking great fanfic around that right like you know maybe like you're just forced to like sit and watch your parents fuck mm-hmm. right your parents are like we're mm-hmm. gonna teach you a thing like as a punishment right oh, like the smoking a whole pack thing yeah like if you if you masturbate oh, no you, we gotta you watch thought you fuck. could just sit and like watch this fuck no we're gonna make you watch this me i'm gonna fuck. do terrible things yeah. to your mother in front of you or she's gonna do terrible things to your father <laughs> yeah oh it'll go back and forth back, whatever's this worse is session for you. one yeah. of like seven you're gonna have to do this several times we're going through every king and fetish no you're gonna watch your mom burn your dad's ass <laughs> with a poker you know all kinds of things so um you watch mom shit in dad's mouth uh, <laughs> this is for you this hurts us more than hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> run through the comments. I don't want to push this needle through your dad's dick in front of you. <laughs> but this is what you made us do. This is what you're making me do. <laughs> yeah, but going back to the person who actually is like interested in that, like, what a wild thing to discover about your sexuality, especially if you really couldn't come any other way, you know. But but just even that you're into it, just like you know that <laughs> moment where you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the one. Per- you have to feel like you're the one person oh, in the man. world. Whoa. Wow. There's got to be at least four of y'all out there. <laughs> I bet there's more than that. Yeah. So many more. God, if you, have you ever are had- into your parents having sex, please let us know. What if it's you're like, you're into, because you've got a step parent situation. What if you're into that? Or like you've got two step parents. And what if you're. Or what if you have like a single parent and you like the idea of them like fucking a bunch of people? Like, like yeah. what if your dad's like a fucking like Twinkie slut? Mm-hmm. You know? And like he's your like, he's, you know, he's your struggling gay d- single dad. But like he goes to, to, to relieve his stress, yeah, he just gets fucking a railed. Bunch of dick every yeah. night. Yeah. 
Or like, you know, he brings over a different dude every night so you can hear him like fucking and you can like, you know, there you can peek again and like you're into it. Yeah. Well, because you're like a little gay boy and like now you're like, well, he does bring home these men and but but your dad's involved in it. So you just kind of get into watching your dad get fucked by all these tops. Yeah. Like, damn, dad can take a dick. <laughs> At first you put your little thumb over his head. And, you try to, and then one day you're like, eh. He's got little popsicle sticks with different people's same yeah. faces about it. So he can like flip through and switch, like hold up different people to fill his fantasy. <laughs> but then one day you just realize you're just into your dad getting fucked and it's too late, you know? Yeah. The popsicle sticks in the faces never really do it. Yeah. Have you ever had one of those orgasms like we were masturbating to a thing that like you've never really gotten off to, but like you're not pausing in the middle of getting off to it to like think about it. And then you come, but immediately afterwards you're like, whoa, okay. Oh, well, we just but, went there. Yeah. And whoo, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. All right. I'm just going to not think about that for a minute. Cause like that was, yeah. that was some shit. Yeah, a little bit. That has to be what discovering this is like, where you're like, you you jerk off to it or something, and you come to it, and then immediately afterwards, you're just like, whoa. I forgot to switch my dad's face out. Oh, God, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Usually if something like that's happening, it's because I'll kind of be having a dream that's sexy to me, and then I'll like kind of keep myself like half asleep and try to get my little blanket over there and (laughs) try to keep the thing going. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes once I'm done with that, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, I was really oh, yes, ending no. my dream. <laughs> what was I just thinking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this fetish, though. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope I hope there are people out there masturbating while thinking about their parents having sex. It's really kind of cool, and it's harmless. It hurts no one. It's really just fun. Especially if you have two moms or two oh, dads. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. If you're like an adolescent kid or whatever, and you realize how hot lesbianism is, and then you realize that your moms are like doing lesbian stuff together, and there's a party that's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> And the one that's like not bio related to you, you start like getting a little more lenient in your fantasies <laughs> what you're allowing. And then, yeah, I can see it happening. Oh my God. If you have, <laughs> if you have polyamorous lesbian moms that you masturbate while fantasizing to them all having sex, or like please the partners, like just partners that are really like your mom, your bio mom has like, you know, four you know partners and like two of them are like really hot and like not yeah. related to you at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, because if your mom has four partners, you can think about all of your mom's partners having sex, yeah. but not her, yeah, not and like technically mom. be like, I'm not, you know, yeah. but then at the same time, it's like, mm, thinking about your, all your mom's lovers, you know. <laughs> your but mom's in the, your mom's, your mom's there. They're thinking about your mom, yeah. What a fun, weird, like crazy space to be in, this poor teenager just <laughs> trying not to be thinking about his hot lesbian mom and all of her lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that exists in the world. And if not, it will soon. We are working on it. Oh, we're getting, we get a plan. We have a gender fluids to do. That's the plan. This is my kids (laughs) we're talking about. (laughs) So kids, are you masturbating to mommy yet? (laughs) (laughs) You start screaming at your kids at like age three. When I was your age, I was already masturbating to orgasm. Fucking dumbass kids. (laughs) Touch yourself right now. Get off right now. I got you this <laughs> special little blanket. No. Um, Here, let mommy show you how to do it. No. No. <laughs> Gross and no. No. <laughs> 
This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo Ha Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. Curvy. Thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast. <laughs>